What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's well. You got UFC this weekend. You got the Prime card this weekend. We got a bunch of mix-ups at UFC 294. And the UFC is leaving USADA. <laughs> Remember to follow me on Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on X. Peace, guys. Later. Welcome back to the Punch Mouth Podcast. I'm Adrian. So a lot of stuff has happened since I last recorded the last episode. Actually, the day at, right after I finished, all the stuff of UFC 294 went down. The Conor McGregor thing happened. Or the day after, I can't remember. No, it was the day because I had recorded it early enough that all that happened in the evening. Of course, we did talk about Paulo's staph infection. And ultimately, he needs to get... He had another surgery and then... He needed to get another surgery on Friday, which I don't know if that's happened already because he is in the UAE. Let me pull up his statement. I should have looked for that. I did not look for that because I just wanted to start recording. Let me look for that. And a quick reminder, I know I said I was going to have the Sick New World and Asking Alexandria video out by today, Thursday. That's not going to happen. I'm hoping to have the Sig New World out by tomorrow to coincide with the tickets going on sale. That's the plan. Paulo Costa rehospitalized needs third surgery for staph infection in elbow. Paulo Costa is currently hospitalized and will need a third surgery to address a staph infection that ultimately led to his removal from the fight with Hamza Chimaev at UFC 294. Tomorrow, Alves, Costa's partner and manager, told MMA Fighting on Wednesday afternoon that the one-time UFC middleweight title challenger is not medically catered to compete at the October 21st pay-per-view and is in limbo due to the still active infection in his right elbow. I was going to say elbow. Alves said Costa underwent a second surgical procedure for the infection on Tuesday and will again go under the knife on Friday clean out the area. She wrote, Costa never hid his injury from his promoter. Just to be clear, UFC always knew about Paulo's surgery, she wrote via text. They paid and supported him on this. I guess Alan Joban was right. It's too soon. Costa revealed earlier this week that three weeks ago to address an infection, bursitis in his right elbow, he said he would only bow out if he wasn't medically cleared by doctors. On Monday's episode of the MMA Hour, Costa vowed to compete despite the injury and posted a video online of his training in Abu Dhabi, which hosts the event. He's trying to fight in any way, Alba said of Costa's repeated calls to fight. That's what he wants right now. He needs to recover and make sure the infection will not come back. Costa on Wednesday confirmed his hospitalization in a statement on X. This message goes to my fans. Unfortunately, I am hospitalized and had to do a second surgery yesterday. According to the doctors, a third surgery will be necessary on Friday, so I will not be medically cleared to fight on October 21st. The Abu Dhabi card is still amazing. I'm not happy. I will be back before the end of 2023. 
I mean, and then people online are going like, oh, you suck. You pulled out this, this and that. Because like in the statement, he said, I will only pull out if I'm not medically cleared. And I'm pretty sure they had back and forth communication with the doctors. But we'll see, man. I don't believe Paulo. Paulo wanted this fight. Like if you if you haven't seen his interview with Ariel, go watch it. You can see the fire in his eyes of how bad he wanted this fight. But unfortunately, he got a staph infection, and that's that, man. So now his replacement will be the Nigerian nightmare, Kamaru Usman. And Dana had this to say on the Pat McAfee show: Kamaru Usman versus Hamza Chimaev winner. At UFC 294, we'll get a middleweight title shot. Let me read that again. We'll get a middleweight title shot. UFC President Dana White confirmed on Thursday that the winner of the UFC 294 co-main event, Hamza versus Kamar Usman, will get a middleweight title shot. Now, it was funny to me because I, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I posted a graphic for this fight. And I said it was funny because they were promoting it as the number one welterweight versus the number three welterweight. At middleweight, the last time they did that was when Connor fought Cerrone because I believe at the time Cerrone was like number seven and Connor was like number four at lightweight. And then COVID happened and then he ended up fighting Dustin in Abu Dhabi a year later. Because if Connor would have won the second fight with Dustin, he would have fought Charles instead of Chandler. So I was thinking, I'm like, are they gonna are they gonna give them a welterweight title shot next or what? That's an absolute fact, he said on the Pat McAfee show. The fact that these guys are taking the fight on short notice, the winner will get the next shot at a at the title bearing injuries and other things that can ha- possibly happen. So that means Drickus is out. That means Israel is out. There's no immediate rematch as long as these guys stay healthy. That means I can get what I want. I can get Drickus versus Israel next because that's what should happen. That fight is too big. That's happening. You don't need the title. Like the 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 fight will sell itself. Depending on where you put it, you put it in Australia, Drickus will get booed booed out of the building. Booed booed out of the building. Like this is selling itself. And we're gonna look at the rest of the Abu Dhabi card, and then we're gonna look at the fight night, and then we're gonna look at the prime card. So also with the late replacement, Islam Mahashev will now take on Alexander Volkanovsky because Charles Oliveira. From <laughs> from what I heard, he was in the last round of like hard sparring before getting on a plane going to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> and he received a cut. It was really bad too. It was really bad. Charles Oliveira explains decision to withdraw from UFC 294 main event. <laughs> Charles Oliveira will replace will be replaced by Alexander Volkanovsky in a lightweight title bout at UFC 294 on October 21st. And he explained on on social media that the cut suffered in his final practice in Brazil was too deep to risk not being 100% on fight night. UFC officially announced the switch Tuesday night and Oliveira used his Instagram page to address the incident. Some of you already know that I'm out of the upcoming UFC Abu Dhabi card, Oliveira said. In my final training in Brazil, before traveling, I clashed heads in training and suffered a deep cut that needed eight or nine stitches. Something like that. I don't know for sure. It's a cut too deep to be able to fight. To recover in such a short time and be able to put on a great fight. Oliveira said in the decision to leave the UFC 294 main event was made by his team alongside the UFC brass. 
and make sure he can be 100% ready for the next one. It's still unclear if Olivero will be given a shot at the belt once he recovers from injury. I mean, you can kind of tell, like, people like Charles. Charles brings in money. So I wouldn't see that they wouldn't give him the next shot. Because if it was something like Aljo, I'd be like, maybe, maybe. Everybody knows about the importance of this fight. It's not just a fight. It's a title fight. So there's gonna, there were great things involved. We didn't want to go there unprepared. I know many people will judge. Many people will talk. But it's an important fight for us. And we wouldn't be there at our 80%. We want to be there at 120% ready for it. UFC 294 will take place in Arihat Arena. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, we all know that. So, I mean, I get it. Islam goes in there, checks him, the cut reopens, and the doctor stops it. You guys have to understand, this is already his second opportunity. Unless somebody beats Islam other than him, he might not get another shot. Like, Kobe, Kobe's lucky Kamar Usman's not champion anymore. Like, this might be Kobe's last shot. <coughs> Think of it that way. Think of it that way. Now, let's talk about Alex's chances. I like his chances. And I'll tell you why. Because I was watching a YouTube video yesterday. Was saying, he was saying, dude, I'm coming off the couch. I'm coming off the couch. He's the one that has to go out there and do something. Because now you expect me to lose. You expect him to run me over. He didn't use these words, but this is what he's alluding to. You expect him to run me over. I'm coming off the couch. There's no pressure on me. All the pressure's on him. Because he even said, he's like, from my last performance, I would have probably been the favorite with the full camp. And I'm like, well, yeah, he's got a point. He's like, but now I'm the underdog with nothing to lose and people expect me to lose. So he better do something. So he's got that mindset. We'll see what shape he's in. He says he's always training. I like his chances, man. Nobody gave Strickland a chance. I did. Let's talk about the UFC fight night. I want to say his name is Sadiq Youssef. If that's wrong, I do apologize. We'll take on Edson Barbosa. Jennifer Mayo will take on Viviani Arrojo. Jonathan Martinez will take on Adrian Yanez. Michelle Pijero will take on Andre Petrovsky. Um, and then Darren Elkins will take on TJ Brown. And then Chris Gutierrez will take on Alatin Halai. Haley. Sorry. I mean, it's an apex card, bro. But there are some good fights. Like Sadiq Youssef versus Edson Barbosa would be good. I wonder if he's going to be able to take Barbosa's kicks. How old is Edson? 37. I don't know if he can still be world champion. I don't know. How old is Sadiq? 30. Yeah, see him, yeah. He's still got time, man. He's still got time. And then Adrian Yana is coming back. I believe his last fight was against, um, what's that dude's name? Rob Font. Yep, it was. So we'll see what happens next. We'll see what happens. I wish him the best, bro. Again, it's an apex card, so a lot of people aren't going to be really looking into it, but we'll see, man. Now let's move on to the Prime Misfits card. Now I want to see. Let me see. Logan. Well, there's no update on Logan Paul, but I saw the press conference today. Okay, and there's, there's one other thing I want to get into about this card before anything else. Because this is ridiculous, bro. Can you tell me how, here in the U.S., if you want to watch this card, you have to pay $54. But 
if you're like anywhere else, like if you're in Britain where they use pounds, you only pay like 20 British pounds, which is equivalent to 25 US dollars. Like, can somebody read the math to me on how that works? Why don't I just pay $25? You get it's the same price because the British one British pound is worth a dollar and twenty-two cents or a dollar two cents. I can't remember. A dollar and twenty-two. One British pound is worth a dollar twenty-two. So why can't I just pay twenty-five? I'm rounding it up because twenty-four point thirty-six, but let's just say twenty-five. Why do I have to pay fifty-four dollars? Plus this the two main attractions, they're exhibition fights. I don't know why these guys are talking like, and then they're going to go do something. And then I get mad at myself because I'm like, I got into this to talk about fucking professional athletes. Fucking go in there and try to commit murder. And I'm talking about a grappling dude that, that he's gotten famous off of talking shit on Twitter. Another dude who I really enjoy his podcast, but by the things going on around him, isn't a very good person. And then some dude from Europe trying to talk like he's trying to be head of the WWE promotional class. He talks weird, man. And then the other guy's dad trying to immerse himself into the fight. Like, it's a clown show. Like, this, when when people say, oh, are you ready for the circus act? This is a circus act. Like, all this stuff going on with this card is a fucking circus act. And I get mad at myself for talking about it, but there's not much else going on. So, and believe it or not, Dylan Dennis being connected to Conor McGregor helps that guy a lot. Okay? Helps him a lot. Because supposedly Conor was going to be there. I don't know. But we'll see, man. We shall see. Let's look at the card. (laughs) So now... Well, I'm not even going to look at the card because I only care about Tommy Fury versus KSI and Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis. And at this point, we don't even know if it's going to happen because at the face-off today, Logan decided to throw a bottle at Dylan Dennis, so Dylan Dennis rushed him and hit him across the face with the microphone that caused the cut over his eye. So I don't even know if the fight's going to happen because they had Mike Perry come in and face off against Dylan. That's the other thing. It is a clown show because they had them face off in a cage with like plexiglass in the middle. That's weird. Like, what? You're not professional enough to not touch each other before the fight? Like, when have they had that with two pro boxers or, or MMA fighters? Never, bro. But if you're into that thing, you're into that thing. I hope Tommy Fury wins so all this could be over if he could really win because, again, it's an exhibition fight. But if it goes in, like, the only way I see it ending is, like, something, again, I don't like bringing this up because I can't believe it freaking happened was um, Victor Belfort versus Evander Holyfield. Like, I can't believe that Florida, because it was an exhibition fight, they let that happen. That was TRT Vitor right there, bro. TRT Vitor. Don't tell me it wasn't because you could tell by looking at him. So we'll see what happens. Um. This thing is going to start early because they are fighting in the UK. So if you're looking forward to this, it's early. And then you can watch the UFC at night. Even though the UFC one is kind of early too. Like, I believe it's like last weekend that it'll be over by like 7 o'clock. That's what I think. Okay. Now we talk about the big story. And I have thoughts on this. US Anti-Doping Agency and UFC set to end partnership after Conor McGregor dispute. 
The U.S. Anti-Doping Agency is set to split with the Ultimate Fighting Championship following a dispute involving Conor McGregor. McGregor suffered a broken leg in his last fight, a defeat against longtime rival Dustin Poirier in July of 2021, and is now looking to make his return to the octagon. On Wednesday, USADA said that the 35-year-old has re-entered the testing pool earlier this month, but may not be able to fulfill the minimum six-month requirement in the pool as the UFC is terminating its partnership with USADA at the end of the year. And then this is part of USADA's official statement. Despite a positive and productive meeting about a contract renewal in May of 2023, the UFC did an about-face and informed USADA on Monday, October 9th, that it was going in a different direction. USADA CEO Travis Trigard said in a statement, We are disappointed for UFC athletes who are independent contractors who rely on our independent gold standard global program to protect their rights to a clean, safe, and fair octagon. The UFC, the UFC move imperils the immense progress made within the sport under the USADA leadership. The relationship between USADA and UFC became untenable given the statements made by UFC leaders and others questioning USADA's principal stance that McGregor not be allowed to fight without the, being in the pool for at least six months. I mean, that was a big thing. And there's something in this thing, in this thing, in this statement, that's not here what I read, but they said a UFC commentator. So now it makes me want to, because I think I, it's one of two people. It's either Joe Rogan or Brendan Schaub. Now I'm not going to be able to find it because they put it in their statement and I have it on my Instagram. I'm going to go look it up. That a UFC commentator, and I don't, because I remember here, and I want to say it was um, Brennan Shop, but don't call me on that because I don't remember. Okay, I'm going to read you the full statement see if I can find what I'm talking about. We can confirm that Conor McGregor has re-entered the USADA testing pool as of Sunday, October 8th. We have been clear and firm with the UFC that there should be no exception given by the UFC for McGregor's fight until his return. Two negative tests and has been in the pool for at least six months. The rule also allows USADA to keep someone in the testing pool longer before competing based on their declaration upon entry in the pool and testing results. Unfortunately, we, we do not currently know whether the UFC will ultimately honor the six-month or longer requirement because as of January 1st, 2024, USADA will no longer be involved with the UFC anti-doping program despite a positive and productive meeting about a contract renewal in May of 2023. The UFC did a about-face and informed USADA on Monday, October 9th, that it was going in a different direction. We are disappointed for UFC athletes who are independent contractors who rely on our independent gold standard global programming to protect their rights to, clean, to a clean, safe, and fair octagon. The UFC move imperils the immense progress made within the sport under the USADA leadership. The relationship between the U and then I read that I read that already. Look here it is. Okay, I'm gonna read that part again. The relationship between USADA and the UFC became untenable given the statements made by UFC leaders and others questioning USADA's principal stance that McGregor not be allowed to fight without being in the pool for at least six months. One UFC commentator echoed this recently, declaring that USADA should not oversee the UFC's program since we held the firm six-month rule involving McGregor and says we do not allow fighters without an approved medical basis to use performance enhancing drugs like 
experimental or unapproved pesticides or testosterone for healing or injuries, simply to get back in the octagon. That's all I wanted to read. And then it goes on to say, I'm not going to read the rest. If you want to read the rest, check out my Instagram, Punch the Mouth Official. Um, I don't know if they're talking about Brendan Schaub or Joe Rogan. Let me see if I Google Brendan Schaub USADA if something comes up. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because I do remember hearing somebody say that, but I don't remember who. I want to say it was Joe Rogan and Brendan Schaub. Well, I don't know. But hold on. Now that I searched that, it gave me another name. UFC champion John Jones reacts to astonishing Yusada slip. Man, I survived. John Jones says his take on UFC moving on from Yusada. UFC heavyweight John Jones has something to say on the shocking Yusada split. On October 11th, Yusada announced that it will no longer be the official anti-doping agency of the UFC effective January 2024. Yusada CEO Travis Trigard issued a statement announcing the parting of ways. And then, okay, I'll see that. Wani Lee, UFC champion, who was at the center of controversy during the USADA era, was John Jones. First, there was the debacle leading up to UFC 200. Jones was said to meet Daniel Cormier in a rematch at the historic event, but ended up getting flagged for a doping violation and suspended. Jones insisted that the failed test was due to a tainted supplement which was an issue for many fighters, which was an issue many fighters ran into with USADA. Then there was the UFC 214 controversy after finishing Cormier in their rescheduled rematch via head kick and some follow-up punches. The result was overturned after Bones tested positive for turnable. Jones also stripped of his UFC light heavyweight championship. Bones has long insisted that he must have ingested something painted and only had a picogram of Terenable in his system. Taking to his ex-account, John Jones issued a statement on the USADA exit from the UFC. Man, I survived USADA. First, they said I was guilty of having picograms, then they considered me innocent. Next, picograms became legal. Guess what? I'm still here, still unbeaten. That BS no contest over DC needs to be taken off my record. I've never cheated in this part, and I will stand by that until the day I die. Um, but... I mean, he's got a point, but like I don't know if they can. I think that's a commission thing, other than USADA. And what's this meme? UFC starting idea smokes joint while telling drug tester to effing <laughs> suck D. John Jones confirmed story that he once hit under the ring to avoid a drug test. I mean, that was a story by Chel Sonnen. I mean, like John's had multiple offenses though, bro, and like. We're going to see, like, okay, the USADA, we're going to read Dana's, well, let's read Dana's statement, because this is one statement I haven't read, so we're going to read it together. I mean, like, I was excited when the USADA came in, because at that point, Nick and they were still fighting, I'm like, oh, they could probably be world champions. Didn't happen because they were still testing for weed, and Nick couldn't put down the joint. Dana White ribs. Dirty scumbag move from USADA. Do you know what is about to hit the fan? Do you know I did not mention when he addressed the UFC upcoming split with the United States Anti-Doping Agency. On Wednesday, USADA released a lengthy statement attributed to CEO Travis Trigar, confirming that UFC superstar Conor McGregor was officially back into the testing pool to clear the way for his return to action. In the same press release, Trigar also announced that the USADA will no longer be partners with the UFC when their deal ends in December. 
saying that the relationship became unattainable largely due to an ordeal surrounding McGregor and the six months of drug testing required before he would be allowed to compete again. A day later, UFC CEO White addressed USADA's statement in a fiery appearance on the Pat McAfee show. Well, let me start off with this. It wasn't an announcement, Why is that? It was a dirty move by them. There was no announcement yesterday. That was straight scumbag-ish what happened yesterday. So that will be addressed today, not by me. I'll let Jeff Nowinski and our lawyer Hunter Campbell handle that. But you know what? It's about to hit the fan on the, that one. Nowinski, who served as UFC vice president for the athletes' health and performance, oversees the company's anti-doping program that initially partnered with USADA back in 2015. As of yet, neither Novinsky nor the UFC have released any official statement regarding the split with USADA. UFC officials are expected to speak with the media on the matter Thursday afternoon in Las Vegas. White promised the promotion will respond to Trigar's statement. He also revealed plans to partner with a new company that will handle UFC's anti-doping program. It goes on to say, We would still pay an independent company, White said it. It's the best way to do it. We have a standard that we are set that we have set here, but there are a lot of people not happy with USADA. Our deal is up at the end of the year. We're working on going in a different direction, especially after that dirty scumbag move that they pulled yesterday. That will be addressed later. White said he is staying hands off when it comes to the situation with USADA. He's allowing Novinsky to address the claims made by the nonprofit organization, which just recently inked a deal to handle the drug testing at PFL. I don't deal with that, White said, when Jeff Novinsky came here. Who was the most respected guy in the drug testing ever? Who was the most respected guy in the drug testing ever? When he started here, that was the greatest day of my life because it took me out of all this shit. As far as McGregor's future go, he will still be tested by USADA until the end of 2023, but it remains unclear if he will undergo a six-month period of testing before he's cleared to compete again. Right now, White can't speculate exactly when McGregor will return, but he expects the showdown against Michael Chandler, although early 2023 sounds like a targeted timeline. We have the Super Bowl coming up, we have UFC 300 coming up, and yes, Connor 2 coming back into the mix. White said, hopefully next year, we'll see how this thing plays out. Okay. So, the problem is that they say they're going to do independent testing. I have not heard about a press conference. I don't know if there's going to be one. I don't know if it's going to be live streamed. This article is the first time I'm hearing about this press conference. The problem here becomes USADA has a reputation. They call Lance Armstrong. Okay. Jeff Nowinski, as Brendan calls him, the golden snitch. They had a reputation of catching motherfuckers. And you're going to tell me, oh, no, it was all Jeff Nowinski. But he was working for USADA at that point. Now, these guys coming in, who are they? What's their reputation like, you know? Is it going to be a thing where the UFC could be like, yo, bro, shut up, here's some money, be quiet, say that he doesn't need to do the six-month test, you know? It's questions like that that people like me have. Like, is this company going to be working to keep the sport clean, or is it going to be working for the UFC? Because those are two very different things. Let's say it's working for the UFC. The fans win in this, because that means everybody's going to be on juice, and the fights are going to be way better. Like, if, we, if Connor comes back and he's smoking guys, he's on something. If out of the depths of hell, not the depths of hell, but if he rises like Lazarus, we'll see TRT Vitor back. We'll see Ubering back. Remember that guy? That guy was the greatest fighter ever. 
I'll start Ubering. Not Ubering, Ubering, okay? That guy, nobody beats that guy, okay? But then I worry about the guys that fight all natural. Like, there's no way you're going to win unless you're, you can naturally knock a dude out because let's not get it twisted. Being on steroids isn't going to make it any harder to knock somebody out. That's not what happens. What it does is it helps them recover. It helps them recover quickly. It helps them, gives them more energy. That That's considered cheating versus somebody that's not natural, you know. But it's a wait and see thing. That's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me. Punch the mouth official on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on X. Peace, guys. Later.